You're not going to believe what happened to me. What? I was sleeping. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. And then I heard this buzzing. Uh-huh. And I woke up and there was this massive wasp flying around my room. Oh, no, you hate wasps. I do hate wasps. <laughs> and the funny thing is, this was about four days after our Shining episode. Uh, oh, um, no. Oh, that's terrifying. And I was like, oh, my God. Anyway, so I, like, I sleep with a sleep apnea mask. So I, like, jumped up, is, like... Pulled my ma- like my machine off. Had to like scramble with my mask. Oh my god! Like, fell out the my my room to like the doorway because the wasp saw me and I was like, oh my god, it's seen me. Anyway, <laughs> and then I was like trying to like I went to try to sleep in the living room, but then the cat like jumped oh, on so, me. And, so like, you were just like, I'm gonna lock yeah, this yeah, yeah. wasp away in this room. No oh, one no, go in that room. I left my door open because I was hoping it would fly out to the rest of the house okay. and I like move back. That makes sense. Anyway, and then the cat like jumped on me and like. No sleep my face, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I was like that with the cat for about two hours, and then I moved back into my room. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I was lying in my bed for about half an hour. I was like, okay, I think it must have flown out because I don't hear anything. Yeah. Turned my lights off, and then the buzzing started. I was oh like, oh my no. god, no. So I went out again, and then I was like, kind of like peeking in, like, you know, a nosy, nosy person. I was just like, <laughs> well, I was still there. And then I saw it like land, and I was like, I hate killing insects, and I will never do it apart from the times I do. But I mean, like, I feel like this thing is yeah. kind of keeping you awake at this but, point. And so. also, I was like, if it stings me, I'm scared it'll like sting my throat and it'll swell up and I'll die. Oh, yeah, um, that wouldn't be good. And I'll be like asleep, so I won't realise it stung me and then my throat will swell up and I'll like... You can't, uh, you can't cry breathing. for help. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to kill it. I don't like to. And even wasps, which I hate, I, I think this is the first time I've ever tried to kill one. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I grabbed like a heavy book and I smacked it into the wasp as hard as I could. Right. Um... And then it, like, fell to the floor. Okay. And then, like, I'm terrified of wasps, as I've said. So I put the book on it. Okay. And then stamped down. Okay, yeah, yeah. And Just make like, sure it's really proper yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, okay. And then I was, like, thinking about going to hell and stuff, because, like... <laughs> um, but I eventually started drifting off. And then there was a buzzing. And I was like, no fucking way. I opened, put the light back on, and the wasp was there. It dived bomb for my head. I managed to, like, get the pillow out from under me and, like, put the pillow there. Oh, my and God. Then, like, I closed the pillow, threw that to one side. I ran over to the book because I was like, it must be a different wasp. Picked the book up. There was no wasp under there. Oh, my there. God. It crawled and, out and took revenge. And then, anyway, and then I, like, ran back out my room. And at this point, it was, like, five in the morning. I was like, oh, fuck it. I guess I'm just awake now. But <laughs> i got to go to work soon, so... The thing is, I know I hit that wasp with the book because it fell to the floor and it was still. And I know I put that book on it and I stamped it. No. Oh. Like, I know that because I felt like I could hear it, like, be crushed underneath. Yeah. And I was just like... It's weird. The Shining. It's what happened in The Shining yeah. with the wasp nest where all these, like, ghost wasps came. I was like, oh, my God. That's The terrifying. fiction has come out of the book and it's coming to get me. <laughs> I need to watch out for, like, angry father. Oh, my God. My father's in the hospital. He's going to try and kill me with a mallet. Oh, yeah. A broke mallet. God, he's old. <laughs> because otherwise... Like, something about the fiction's coming to get me. Because I know I got that wasp. That's so weird. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, it's Halloween. Wasp's my greatest enemy. Um, <laughs> my greatest enemy. Just with the shining. And now I've got an invincible wasp haunting me. That's that's quite terrifying, actually. Invincible wasp is pretty bad, I yep. gotta say. As far as wasps go, in general. So, reader beware. You're in for a scare. If you read The Shining, you will get haunted by invisible... Invincible... Invisible... Invincible ghost wasps. So. Invincible, invisible. That would be the worst. Yeah. Can't see them either. I mean, I haven't been ha- haunted by ghosts. Yeah, but they're, you're not, they're not your greatest fear. That's true. Like, I think the, the power of my fear, meshing with the power of the fiction... It's manifested. Manifested a ghost wasp to haunt me. 
welcome back to Jenny is the Strange. I am Kaz. And I am Matt. And today we are talking about possession. Ghostly possession. Not law kind. What? Oh, yeah. No, oh, well, I've done all my research wrong. Oh, no, yeah. you did the law <laughs> yeah, kind. Yeah, it's nine tenths of... <laughs> Do you think demons like use that excuse when they're possessing a body? And they're like, no, it's my body. Possession is nine tenths of the law. <laughs> By exercising me, you're actually breaking human laws. That's it. They, and then they slam the book down on you. Like I would love a comedy show where, like, the ex, like, the, it's like the parents with their like lawyer being like trying to evict the demon from their daughter, <laughs> and the daughter's like got a defense lawyer. Have you uh, seen? You must have um, Ace Attorney. No, I don't even know what that is. Really? Oh, it was. It's like a uh, Japanese game where you play as a defense lawyer in right. a sort of parallel universe, so everything's slightly. More weird and more Japanese, um, even though it's actually based in the US. But um, <laughs> yes, and uh, it's very weird and silly and the characters are very zazzy. And I feel like that would be the perfect setting for this, him having to like evict. <laughs> well, if they want to like use my idea for their games, then they just have to call on journeyintothestrange at gmail.co.uk. Notecom. Whatever. And <laughs> then give me some money. Please give me some money. It would be good. I need a new laptop. That's true. It would be good. But yes, anyway, that's that's what I... If anyone wants to make that reality, you have to go through Ralph. Yep. Unless we, unless I do it. I don't know. No, I haven't got time. Anyway. Copyright my idea. You just have to say copyright it. <laughs> that's it. That's, yeah. that's how it works. Yeah, it's on, it's on tape. <laughs> I like, have you seen those Facebook posts? It's always grandmas and like parents who don't understand how IP law works. But um, they say like, oh, I'm posting this photo. So Facebook can't use any of my photos. Have you never seen this? No, but they are aware that when they like sign the terms and conditions, it's like it's free use that Facebook can use anything you post on there. Exactly. And it really upsets me and annoys me because my grandma's like a serial person for it. I'm sure. But it's like, a, it's you know, those terrible handwritten letters that you used to get and it would be like you have to chain letters and, or chain emails. I do know chain emails. Yeah, yeah, and you had to like send them on to like five people or like people your family would die. Those on statuses where it's like, if you want to show you care for me, uh, you know those really cheesy yeah, ones yeah, where it's yeah. like, we never take a moment out of our day and then like to like say how much we care about each other. If five people share this and you're like, yeah, I get people on my Facebook like doing that and you're like, what the fuck it's, is wrong with it's you? It's like yeah, the new chain way, chain letter. I hate it. Um, but yeah, I can't remember what I was going. We're going to have young now. people listening to this and be like, "Those old people using Facebook? Like, what the <laughs> fuck are they moaning about? It's an obsolete technology." I do hate Facebook. In fairness, I uh, never use it apart from the messenger. Yeah, messenger. I I don't even use that anymore because I talk to you on WhatsApp now. I know, and every time you message me, I get like a little panic attack because it's always like I used oh, to it's from work. work. Yeah. Oh man, I'm what sorry. Have I done now? I'm sorry, man. But everyone's moving out to WhatsApp, so I think I've just had to like accept my lot in life. <laughs> Maybe you have to do some crazy thing where you like mute the work chat, but then I guess you can't mute it. Can no, you? oh well. Anyway, my point being is, yeah, my um, my grandma's a serial person for it, and she just put up a, a status going like, "This is a law and agreement term that I no Facebook can't use any of my photos that I post here because I'm explicitly saying that you can't." And I was like, "Grandma." You are aware you're on their platform using yeah. their things and their tools to post things about your life. They can use whatever they damn well want. It's not law. It's the business. You're using their platform. And yeah, she didn't like that. Also, I don't know if like Facebook's going to be that interested in an 80-year-old no, me neither. woman. <laughs> what, are they going to take pictures of your cake? Yeah. You know, and no one Are you cares. really that opposed to that being shared? 
Anyway, I don't think this has anything to do with possession. No, it doesn't. We got onto a completely Ooh, but is it tangential. A ghost in the internet. When mm. we put all our information on there, are we all just ghosts in the internet now? There we go. Because we've made it so easy. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, let's get to actual possession. Uh, for this, I look. I didn't read any books, but I listened to a variety of different subjects on possession. So. My sources were How Exorcism Works, from the Stuff You Should Know, guys, uh, The Devil on Trial, which is a Netflix documentary, and last podcast on the left, episode 473, Annalise McKell. Yeah, those my, were my sources. Mine was The Penguin Book of Exorcisms. I love how that's a penguin book. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I was looking through other ones. There's like a penguin book of hell. There's a penguin book of like Irish myth and Greek myth, which I don't need to read because I've already done the Stephen Fry one. What? But I was thinking we could do an episode on hells because it's like not just the Christian hell. It's like a penguin book of all like different interpretations of hell. That's really cool. And I was like, that'd be cool to do an episode on. Is it like a big book or is it like... It's like 300 pages. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that'll be fun. I also love how it's just called the Penguin Book. Whenever yeah. I think of Penguin Books, I think of those little illustrated ones, you know, with yeah. The, yeah, the really tiny ones with illustrations on every page. Oh, I just think about, like, Penguin as, like, oh, the classics. No, I'm thinking of the Ladybird books. Right, yeah. They are completely different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, Penguin Books, yeah. It's but weird. I didn't, it's weird, it's called the Penguin Book. Yeah. Yeah, because I just wouldn't think that that would be published as the name, but whatever. It's weird, I thought Penguin only published classic books, like, but... The Malazan things, the um, so there's ten big books, and then there's like a sequel to it that comes out came out recently, mm. and it's published by Penguin. And I always oh. thought I didn't think they were like a publisher that did other things other than just like publishing, republishing classics. Yeah, I thought they sort of did classics and more information style, yeah. like nonfiction type. Like thing. the hell, like the possession thing that I read, totally nonfiction. <laughs> yeah, fact, yeah. solid fact. Um, but yeah, I, I found it quite interesting learning about possession and exorcism. Me too. Because um, obviously you have the kind of understanding of what preconceptions of it through movies and stuff like that. I guess we could start with saying our preconceptions of it because that's how we normally run these episodes. What are your preconceptions of possession in general? The exorcist. Yes. Because I watched that when I was way too young. Oh no. And the line where she's like, your daughter sucks cocks in hell, I always found like, I was like, ew. <laughs> what woman would do that? That's disgusting. And it always stuck with me in the movie. I I did watch that again, probably when I was too young as well. But it was like, I think I was too young to almost understand it type yeah. thing. Like I was expecting like, oh, jumpy, horror, scary. And like, yeah, granted there are bits like that in it, but it was more like, it's more of a sort of growing sort of, what's the word? Dread. Yeah, dread, yeah. like dr- dread and horror. It's also aged, like it's not that scary now. No. Also, like the tubular bells things, like I forget how that tune goes, where it's like, do, do, do. No, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's really going to bug me, but, um, you know, the famous Exorcist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's been parodied so much. It's like, it's not even that scary a song. It's quite jaunty. Yeah, yeah. It, it's got a, yeah. Yeah. It's got a little beat to it. <laughs> um, And then, like, I don't know, because I'm a weirdo and I've, like, love horror and stuff. I've watched so many Exorcism movies mm, mm. and read, like, so many, like, Books about exorcisms and shit like that. This should really be called an exorcism episode, but whatever. Oh, well, we could call it exorcism. Nah, we've double down, like double right, down on your mistakes. Fine. <laughs> Never well, move on. Possession and exorcism, yeah. because it's sort of two and two. So, but um, yeah. So I guess I had the exorcist as well, and then also just like random horror movies. Yeah. Um, because it is such a scary concept, like something invading mm. your body. 
hollowing out who you are. Yeah, taking over who you are and like, yeah. making you do things and you, you're you just a passenger in your own body. And then you thing. don't remember them. Yeah. And then like someone will tell you about them the next day and you're like, that doesn't sound like me. And then you're hungover. And then like... <laughs> Wait, what? And then you're like, oh. <laughs> I think you're just describing a Friday night out. But perhaps. But they do call it a demon in the bottle. Oh, <laughs> they do. That's true. Uh, yeah, so those are my preconceptions of it. Um... What I didn't realise, though, was that they actually still do exorcisms. Yeah. That was kind of mind-blowing to me. Apparently they've been, like, on the rise recently, too. That's weird. Yeah. And, and like, after the Exorcist movie, like... Oh. <laughs> it was, like, they've been on the rise every year since then, I think. Where Before they were, like, sort of dying out, and then the Exorcist movie happened, and everyone was, like, looking at their, like, ill child with, like... Uh, learning disorders and they're like he's possessed let's torture him possession and i think that's like an interesting case especially with the analyst mickle case because it was sort of like i think they didn't ever diagnose that she did formally have epilepsy have you ever seen someone having an epileptic fit no i haven't i have Um, is it terrifying it is terrifying because like their eyes roll back up in their head but they don't close their eyes Mm. so you just can see the whites and Mm. like usually they'll bash their head so that there'll be blood and it's like there's blood rolling down their lips and their eyes are all white and they're like convulsing. And it's like, because one of my um, friends when I was a child had epilepsy. So I saw him have like, I think three epileptic fits. Really? And like the first one, we didn't know what was happening. I, well, I obviously didn't know what was happening. Well, it, yeah, because like, you'd just be freaking out because you've never seen this before. Yeah. Especially if you're so young, you wouldn't even Fortunately, know. Fortunately, though, it was in school and a lot of, like, I, it was just me and him and he'd like dropped to the floor and I didn't know what was happening. Jeez. And then like, oh, the teachers rushed over. But it really like horrified me. Oh, well, yeah, it sounds horrible. Well, because I didn't have any context for it. And even, you know, that thing where, like, even after you're given context, it's hard to, like, if I had context before, it would have been okay. But mm. because the context came afterwards, the horror was still there. Yeah, because you don't know what to do. And you literally, yeah, like, it is a horrifying thing to watch, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, and to go through, like, hor- horrifying. But. Do you yeah. know something weird about epilepsy? And this is not. Well, and it's not weird, but do you want to hear a weird coincidence? Sure. You know Joy Division? Yeah. One of their most famous famous songs are She's Lost Control, which was um, Ian Curtis wrote because he saw a woman having an epileptic fit and he like really felt a like, deep sense of empathy for her. Oh. Um, and that was like one of the most famous songs. He went on to have epilepsy. That's and it's, so strange. It's so weird that like one of like the, the thing that obviously like consumed some of his time thinking about. Um, and then he ended up like that was a hit song from that album. And then he ended up going on to have it. Where you're like, sometimes, That's so weird. Like, what yeah. are the chances of that? I I thought epilepsy. I mean, I actually didn't do research into epilepsy for this episode. Yeah, I don't know, why I know so much about epilepsy. <laughs> but I feel like I thought it was just something you were diagnosed with and you had for life. I didn't realize you could develop it. Yeah, you can develop it at any time. Wow. Um, that sucks. And then you have it for life. I don't think there's any cure. No, I but, knew it was uncurable. Yeah. You just have to manage it well, don't you? But there's not like a, I don't think there's an age where you're like safe from epilepsy it can come on at any point i think it's way more common to come on when you're young yes i've had yeah um probably like i think that's probably 90 percent. but i think there's mm. cases of it coming on in older adults later, that's later life. wow that's spooky as well that he had that song yeah and it was almost like he profited it off this kind of but I don't illness, think, and I then don't think he got it was it. profiteering. I think no, he just no. loved it because it was like, you know. Yeah. It was something it was, that he saw and it stuck with him. It's an interesting. Yeah. yeah. But as you just described the symptoms of epilepsy, you can understand why some people would think that was possession. Because that is kind of like when you think of possession, you're yeah, it's kind of textbook, isn't it? Like, oh, whites of their eyes and 
growling and and like screaming. Especially and- apparently, like um, like oh, again. From the Ian Curtis documentary, people were like, well, before it came on, he'd like have a real shift in personality. Like, he'd become uh. aggressive. I, I don't think this is the case with all people with epilepsy. And this is only, like, from the Joy Division thing. And there was, what, they're not particularly intelligent people, the Joy Division members. Right. But they were like, um, yeah, before it came on, he'd have, like, a real shift in personality. Uh. Um, and, like, become aggressive and argumentative. And then, like, we'd be like, oh, no, we need to, like do something because he's going to have a fit in a second. Sure. At least they could see it coming. Yeah. And I, I, like I say, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be like, oh, people with epilepsy, they'll have like aggression before they have a fit. It's just That's literally that case. Ian Curtis case. Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess every case is drastically yeah. different from, from each other, but I guess there are similarities between them. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. So in the case of Annalise Mickel, um, who was a girl who, un- she was in Germany and she undertook, I think it was like in the region of 60 to 70 exorcisms yeah. um, by all of these uh, people around her, members of the church, her family. And she ended up dying because she basically stopped eating. Yeah. And she... But wasn't she like obsessed with religious imagery before the exorcisms? Yeah, stuff? she yeah. was very religious uh, from... All of her life, yeah, and uh, she ended up, yes, having all these fits, which it, you know, from our perspective now, looks like it would have been epilepsy. Uh, when did this case take place again? It wasn't that long ago. No, actually. I don't think it was. I find the thing with some religious people, and not all religious people, and I'm not like bad mouthing religion, um, but I find like it. I do find that people who really are religious almost have an easier time, like magically thinking. Yes, no, I agree because, you know, as a non-religious person, I tend to think that a lot of this is fantasy. Yeah. But then you have to remember someone who is, um, say... So you believe in God with all your heart exactly. more than anything. It, uh, then the science is the fantasy in a way. Yes. Where someone says, oh yeah, it's epilepsy. They'll be like, well, no, it's the devil because I believe in my yes. God more. And that's the thing. I, I think of when I think of people who believe who are religious, I generally think of, oh, you believe in God or you believe in a God. But also there's the flip side of that. And it's like, OK, well, in that case, you believe in the devil and the yeah. devil is a tangible being who can rise up and possess you yeah. and make you do awful things, because that is literally what the says in the Bible. You and know, the is, it must feel like possession if your body's no longer under your control. Yeah. It's like this is in no way like epilepsy and I'm not saying anything in my experiences like anything like a you know a physiological disorder mm. but i have like i'm overweight but i'm probably obese and there'll be times where for like two weeks i literally cannot stop eating mm. at all and it's like almost all thought goes out of it i literally i feel like i physically can't stop and after so that come come yeah convulsive not yeah. convulsive com- compulsive, compulsive compulsive and for behavior. me it does almost feel like i was like taken over because like after those two weeks, I'm like throwing up because I've been eating so much. And it's like, I don't know where that came from. I don't mm. know what happened. I can I wasn't even myself. Like all I was was like obsessed with food for those two weeks. Yeah. And I don't know where it came from and I don't know why it stopped. Mm. And it leaves you feeling like, but like to take like out of control and not safe in your own body. Yeah. But to take that to then like, you can be passing out and like. And stuff is happening and you're not even yeah. aware of what is happening. Yeah. That must be so fucking difficult. And I think in a way it's almost more comforting 
to blame it on the devil because at least that's something mm-hmm. you can fight against rather than just like, yeah, bodies suck sometimes. Yeah. They go wrong and it's not fair. And there's no cure but for there's, it. At least there's no tangible evil to fight when that happens. And that's what the last podcast guys said on uh, the episode that we're using as our source today because it was almost easier to believe that you she was being possessed and yeah. that that could be cured and that could be exercise and then she would go back to being her normal self rather than having to live with a crippling illness for her yeah. whole life, which sucks. But yeah. it was obviously very much misdiagnosed. Even though she had a psychological examination beforehand and she was seen to be quote unquote normal. Yeah. Um, yeah, they still obviously went down the possession route and that was obviously a terrible thing because it wasn't cured and she died from, you know, the neglect that she suffered from that of her family and that of the church. It is very sad. Um, didn't Wasn't that like the real impetus for the church to be like, right, more laws on exorcisms that like it has to be like so-and-so have like 10 people say it's okay and yeah. like we don't like do this and this to make it dangerous and stuff like that. Yes, exactly. To answer your question, she was born in 1952 and she died in 1976. Oh, so yeah, it was still quite the wild west of like... I guess so, but you know, I still don't see that as being particularly long ago, you know? like Whenever I think of like this sort of shit happening, I think it's like the Victorian times or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. But obviously it was a lot sooner. I think when I say the wild west, like... I think health rules and regulations weren't a thing in the 50s mm. in the way, or 60s, in a way that they are now. Like, because, like, my dad would tell stories about when he was in the 50s, and, like, in cars, for instance, like, sometimes the brakes would just go because, like, nobody bothered checking. Oh, my God. And, like, be, or, like, you know what I mean? Like, construction workers didn't have any, like, harnesses and, like, stuff like that. Yeah. Where, like, back in those days, like, it was just like, yeah, you know. People die, and, like, why try and prevent that? Right. So, like, a lot of, like, um, organisations didn't really, like, have as many safety rules mm. as are required to do anything now. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah, that I mean, sort of happened like that. In a way, it's kind of like... Fucking rules and regulations, keeping people alive. <laughs> well, Can't do exorcisms anymore. What's the world coming to? <laughs> well, sometimes, like... Can't torture young women. <laughs> yeah, God damn it. That's all I want to do. Fucking <laughs> but, Fucking um, squares. Yeah, anyway. It was, like... It is very interesting because sometimes you do think, oh, well, why do you have a law for that? That is so dumb. Like, just don't do that. Like, I always found it interesting when I used to go on family holidays to Switzerland. Um, They never had any, like the trains would just come, like a train does, just on the rails. But the rails, it's all flat. There's no platform. Yeah. I mean, some some of them had a platform, but the ones that we were on, the the tram-like ones yeah. they they were just like tram lines like there, there was no platform it was yeah. just all on one road and um there's no barrier or yeah. signs or anything it's just like don't go into the fucking tram lines you you you, you die yeah. <laughs> you know? and then in a way i'm kind of like yeah you, you, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe you shouldn't be like putting up barriers and stuff and being no, like, oh, definitely should. I don't know that. I mean, I guess for like children and stuff, yeah. like, you know, but, but it was, it was more of an understanding of don't do dangerous shit type yeah. thing, but you might get killed and maybe you should have an ounce of self-preservation to not make you want to do that. But, but at this way, like if I were drunk, it would be a lot easier for me to see a big hole in the floor where like the train tracks are buried into yeah, yeah, yeah. than a tram line. 
Yes, no, I agree. I agree. It's what, it also reminds me of one of my favorite Simpsons quotes, where Homer was on a debate team and he was trying to argue about um, speeding laws. Oh, yeah. And he was like, sure, we could reduce the speed limit, but, and it would maybe save a hundred lives, but millions would be late for work. <laughs> yeah, I, I just that. love that quote. And it's like, <laughs> I think the quote was, millions would be slightly late for work. <laughs> Only slightly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, but yes, going back to the Annalise case, I think that that is, you know, it obviously was a mental disorder or epilepsy, probably both, because I think she got into a real state of it, as you would. I, don't, I really wish I knew a bit about, more about epilepsy, but I do think it starts to affect the brain when like it's not controlled. Like mm. I don't think it's like, oh, you have the occasional fit and then it's done. I think like, because I, have a, I know someone at the moment who has epilepsy and it's right. not like, Oh, you know, the fits over, you bounce straight back. Yeah. At least I'm feeling, like, confused and slightly, like... I can't imagine that you'd, like, yeah. Be, able, yeah, be able to just stand back up and gonna be okay. Like, yeah. you know, you just... And especially if you, like, hit your head or something, like, during yeah. that time, then, you know, that, that sucks. You're just meant to let them ride it out. I don't think you're meant to hold them still. No, I, think, I don't I think, think so. they can break limbs or whatever yeah, just by struggling i think you meant to like put something under the back of the head that makes sense and i think maybe you're meant to put something in their mouth so they don't bite off don't their, bite tongue. their tongue yeah. that's horrible isn't it the thought of it um i have an ulcer on my tongue at the moment oh i hate ulcers yeah. oh, i used to get them so often i don't know why i stopped getting them i've been brushing my teeth three times a day instead of two and i think it's giving me ulcers yeah, then that, you, you might actually be giving is it on the gums that you're no getting? it's on the tongue on your tongue you're not brushing your tongue though yeah you brush your tongue? Yeah, don't you? No. I have like a separate toothbrush and I brush my tongue. Oh. Because you get like, you get plaque buildup on your tongue, I think. No. Well, whatever. Well, I don't think oh, so anyway. Oh, your mum's like dental nurse. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm meant to be brushing my tongue, I don't know. I, oh, wait, well, my mum brushes her tongue, so I just assumed it was something <laughs> you do. Um, now I'm just thinking I'm wrong. <laughs> does, does everyone brush their tongue? Maybe that's something I don't I'm know, just right into the email. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, let us know. Let us know on our Instagram at Jenny into the Strange. Like, t- tell me how Why disgusting I, been... I am for not brushing my tongue. <laughs> Why have I been brushing my tongue for years since I was five? I don't know. I mean, I haven't been brushing my tongue, and I haven't really had any like proper bad dental things. So interesting. I there used to be this tongue scraper, which was a disgusting thing we had in our house before. Yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking of. But I just it's like that's... you. It's like a circular thing, and then on a stick, and then you like. Put it in the not on the back of your tongue, like where your tonsils are, and then like scrape off all of the shit. Yeah, but surely like brushing does the same thing. Like I don't brush. I, it. I have so, two yeah. separate toothbrushes: one to brush my tongue and one to like brush my teeth. But if that was a thing, wouldn't everyone have two toothbrushes? But doesn't everyone have a tongue scraper? No, I thought they were like common things. I thought I was the weird one for not having a tongue scraper <laughs> and just using a toothbrush. I was like, oh, I'm so gross. I really need to buy that tongue scraper. We, we need to get some second opinions on this. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think either of us think the other one is wrong or right. We're just very confused. Yeah. Well, I know mum, my mum's obsessed with her teeth, so like has all these like weird things that she thinks are normal to do with teeth. Maybe that's our homework. We need to ask yeah. five random people. Do you brush, do your, you tongue? brush your tongue? Oh, interesting. Let us know. I just assumed everyone had a tongue scraper. I thought I was the gross one for <laughs> just brushing it instead of scraping it. Well, maybe you're just like really clean and, and hygienic and just yeah. no one's brushing their tongue. Or maybe I'm the weird one for not brushing my tongue. I we don't shall know. find out. We will. This coming week. We'll, fi- we'll figure it out one way or another. It's annoying though. My teeth are yellow and I have brushed them twice a day for my entire life. I don't eat that much chocolate. 
Why are my teeth yellow? You don't even drink tea or coffee either. No. Um, how, do you go to the hygienist? No. no well, I, I haven't in a year or so. Go get a uh, one of the scrapey, the things they do yeah. with the scale and polish. That's what, that, that doesn't generally help. But they are expensive and you can't get like NHS on there anymore. Yeah. So. yeah, I know. Drives me insane. But maybe my teeth are possessed. Maybe. I don't even know that yellow. Do my teeth? No. I'm insecure about how yellow they are. No, I don't know that yellow. Not from what I can see for your Yeah, they're mouth. not like radioactive looking. No. Well, my mum always said that they should match the whites of your eyes. If they match the white of my eyes, I'd need to go to hospital fairly fucking quickly. <laughs> your eyes aren't that bad. No, I know. That's what I mean. Like, if uh, my eyes were as yellow as my teeth, I'd be like... Oh, I see. So I when I put the other to... way around, I thought you were just like, had like proper liver damage or something. No. So your eyes are yellow. No. <laughs> Yellow eyes, it's not one of those things where you like keep drinking. It's one of those things where you're like, I, I, need, to, I need to be in a guinea like, right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I don't know why I thought that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So you, have you had any experiences of possession? You've like, you've friends with people who are kind of strange sometimes and have weird experiences. And No, I'm not. You did a lot of ghostly stuff when you were in uni and things. Uh, ghost stuff. No, I don't know anyone who's been possessed mm. or not have I had any experience with it. Because I think possession in our culture is almost an inherently Christian thing. Yes. And I think there's quite a lot of backlash against Christianity in people. Um, Do you think? Yeah, definitely. I think if I was a Christian, half my friends would stop being friends with me. If I was like, guys, I've converted to Catholicism, Mm. I'm pretty sure, like, I know, like, I'm not going to name names. You know, they're not communists. Um, (laughs) But, and we're not in 50s America. But I think, like, a lot of my friends would be like, they wouldn't say, like, well, fuck you. But I think I'd have, like, an easier time coming out as trans to them. Really? Than I would as a Catholic. That's crazy. Um, So I never thought about it, but... Like, I'd feel more yeah. comfortable people would accept me yet. if I was like, hey, guys, I want to be a woman. Then if I was like, hey, guys, can I talk to you about Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that many religious people. I don't know any. I read this thing where it's apparently like 70% of people in the UK classify themselves as a Christian, either really? Protestant or Catholic. I was like, that cannot be true. I, I think... Maybe that means that they would, if, say, the census came round, yeah. they would say, yeah, I'm Christian, but I don't know any practicing no. Christians. I knew one Christian, um, both women, two people who are Christian, both right. women, uh, actually three, so one, two were a couple, mm-hmm. which I, I, might, I might have told the story already, but I'm going to tell it again real quick. Mm. It will always make me laugh, because he was like, Christian, does he like the attention? Right. Um... And then they got together, and then he converted her to being a Catholic. Anyway, then she got really, really seriously into it. Oh. And then they stopped having sex, and he was like, oh, for oh, fuck's sake. Oh, no, this backfired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we have to get married when we're 18. It's fucking frustrating. Well, did think, they? Uh, I think they were like 21 when they got married, 22. Oh, okay. So um, they're still together, they though. They basically did that, then. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I hope they don't listen to the podcast, because he totally <laughs> cheated on her quite a few times leading up to their marriage. I think that's what you told me in yeah. the story. And I I remember it being shocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, no, this one, uh, this isn't even that funny a story, but she was a really nice person, but she was a Catholic. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we went on um, a few dates and she was like, well, you know, no sex before marriage. Um, so how do you feel about that? I was like, fine. Yep, no. Nope. That's fine with me. Don't yeah, worry yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, because you're not into into the sex. Yeah, no, that is how I put it. It's not a, <laughs> not a confusing 
roller coaster that I go through every single day <laughs> when I'm trying to work it out. But yeah, no. I can't remember where we stopped speaking. I think maybe I made too many jokes about her last name being Tennant. And I was like, oh, like David Tennant, because she loved Doctor Who. <laughs> What's the only joke you can make apart from, oh, lol, like David Tennant? <laughs> Couldn't think of any others, so. <laughs> Just that, then. No, but it's also funny because she loved Doctor Who more than right, anything. Right, so right. the jokes had purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a, uh, uh, it's called The Inside Man, and that had David Tennant in it very recently. He's in everything. He is in everything. He's great, though. Yeah, he is Isn't good. he fantastic? He has a podcast as well. Oh, listen, it, what, with um, Michael Sheen? No, no, it's um, I, it's called David Tennant Does a Podcast, and he just interviews all of his, like, fun act friends. You like, know what I don't like? What? Famous people having pithy titles. <laughs> like, that are like, oh, yeah, this is so casual. Like, maybe just, like, make your podcast, like... A cool thing, like uh, to a point where I think it it almost becomes more pretentious just by being by having trying it. to be not yeah. cool. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I'm super casual. Oh, I'm David yeah. Tennant. I'm, I'm just casual. David Tennant. I'm a dude like you. It's like no, you're not. In fairness, I do fucking love him. Though he's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. I mean, I this, I think he's a fantastic actor. I'm so excited for the next three Doctor Who specials with him being the Doctor again. Yeah, I actually like, might watch them again. Cause I haven't watched Doctor Who for years and years. I always preferred Matt. Matt Smith? Matt Smith is mm. the Doctor. Like, that's what I think of as the Doctor. But when I first got into it, like, it was David Tennant. Yeah. And there was something about watching that trailer and seeing him do the Doctor voice again, where, like, every bit of buttons of, like, to remind me of what I felt like doing a child just got hit. Aww. And it was almost like, uh, it was like, almost like a, it was a, it was almost like I had an emotion for, like, a second <laughs> or two. And then it passed, but... And then I realised, oh, I don't have those. But it also made me recontextualise how much I like him as the Doctor, because I went back, I've been re-watching all of Doctor Who, mm. and it is bad, but I, um, <laughs> I really do love him as the Doctor. The fun, the fun thing, I know we've just gone up a massive ten, um, tenant about David Tennant, no. but, uh, but no, he's just, yeah, he, he plays a villain so well. It's have almost... you ever seen him in Jessica Jones? Yes! yes. Is that, was it Kill Hard? Kill, Killgrave, Killgrave, that's it. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, uh, he's so good in that. But he did really good at, at the Inside Man as well, because um, he actually plays a priest. But like, he, it's one of those ones where it starts off like he's a good guy. Like yeah. he did, literally has done nothing wrong, but then just something happens and then oh I'll lie to cover it up and then it gets bigger yeah. and bit you know and it just like tumbles and tumbles like that and it's actually a really great watch. So yeah it's only like four episodes actually. That does sound interesting. Like it's very I love and I, and I one of the themes that always sticks out to me is like how lying is corrosive. Mm-hmm. And that like you can when you start to do it easy like you do it once it becomes easier and easier and then like you start to do it like to a point and then it eats everything around you. That's why Breaking Bad's a good show. Although I find it really boring, but whatever. Anyway, this is nothing. Um, <laughs> we should probably get back to possession. But yeah. anyway, the, the the bottom line of this is David Tennant's amazing. <laughs> Can't wait for the new Doctor Who. I'll tell you what, I am possessed with excitement. <laughs> See the church trying to exercise me of that. <laughs> exercise your excitement. Yeah. For the Doctor Who. Life does that well enough <laughs> of exercising excitement out of you. Don't need a church. Anyway. Anyway, to the point I was trying to make ages ago. Uh-huh. I don't think, like, I think because so many people are anti-religion, in right. my experience, of the people I know at any rate, I don't think, like, possessions are really thing that enters into their mind because it's, like, so based, like, linked on Christianity. Yeah. Um, especially since the exorcist, like, basically two priests seem like superheroes. So it's like, nope. Like, I'm not going to think about exorcism at all. 
Which is probably fair because, like, most of the exorcism cases I read about was just people with mental health mm-hmm. issues being tortured. So, yeah. I, I also agree. Like, pretty much. I mean, I guess there's that angle. Like, if you really do believe in it, then you're probably obviously going to believe the people who are saying that they are possessed. Yeah. And then if you have the bias of, like, I don't believe in it, then you're going to have that bias when listening to those accounts. Uh, very much the same as um, I literally just watched it today. Uh, the Devil on Trial on yeah. Netflix documentary. And that was, I again, I feel textbook epilepsy case yeah. um, of this kid who was really suffering. And then they eventually took him. I mean, oh, this is massive spoilers for this, by the way, if you're going to watch it. So if you're not, if you haven't watched it yet and you want to, skip forward like two minutes. Um, but yeah, so basically, uh, I think textbook epilepsy case of this kid who obviously wasn't dealing with it very well, his family just start recording him and like getting evidence and literally just taking Polaroid pictures of him and recording his like scary voice and stuff like that. And uh, they take him to a church who do exercise him. And then... Every time you say exercise, I just think about like pumping <laughs> him on a on treadmill. <laughs> no, yeah, so they do perform an exorcism. And they uh, cast the devil out, but the person... How much, as a priest, getting to do an exorcism, would that make your day? I think it would be pretty freaking cool, you think. Boring congregation, (laughs) boring baptism, I cast you out, devil. Ooh, exorcism. I'm the servant of God, you will not fight me. (laughs) It does sound pretty damn cool. And then the kid was like throwing himself at the guy and they had to hold him back and it just seemed pretty intense but then his brother or cousin I forget the name that the a family relation then said like leave this child alone like take me instead and then apparently from that moment on it like it had gone yeah. and, and the, it wasn't around and then not very long after that this guy commits murder and oh, he was just looking for an excuse uh-huh. like <laughs> Oh man, I really want to murder someone. And then like when no one's paying attention to him, he's like, take me instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. And you like, guys go back to do what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so basically, yeah, like murders his landlord. Yeah, that guy was <laughs> wanting to do that for a while. He just saw an opportunity and took it. And then uh, and then he goes to court and then like literally the whole defense is like, he was possessed at the time. He couldn't possibly have done this murder because it was, you know, it wasn't him at the time. And then um Yes, uh, basically. Didn't the, they have to? Oh, sorry, go on. No, the judge just basically throws it out immediately. Yeah. We're just kind of like, uh, we, we're not, we're not entertaining that. It's not a defense. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then he gets convicted. <laughs> so it's like, funk. <laughs> pretty sure there was a case, and I don't know much about it, where like someone did something, and like to get him off, they had to like prove he was possessed. Right. Um, and it like set a certain rule in American law systems about like how possession was treated. I don't know uh... anything about it. So that shows my level of um, <laughs> research for this episode. Um, but yeah, please write in if you know more about that than I do. Sounds interesting. Yeah. It could have been and why. Then, uh, the Conjuring 3 was based on it, and that movie is so shit. You know do what? Not watch it. This is the same story. Oh, is it? Yes, because those people who wrote the book and then developed those books into yeah. stories were the people who were working with this family right, who did right, right, that right. trial in The Devil on Trial. God, that that fucking movie's terrible. I haven't actually seen it. Oh, no, I think I have seen it, but like it, I can't remember anything about it. Or have you seen Conjuring 1 and 2? 
Because those are like the two famous ones. I can't remember. Okay, fine. I can't remember which one I saw, but yeah, I can't remember anything about it. So maybe I didn't even see it. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Why? What was bad about it? It's just boring. It's uh. just so boring. <laughs> um, and it's like the first two aren't great. And they make the, um, I forget the name of the two people, um, into like Christian superheroes and like. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the, the ghost hunter. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, but I still found them scary. Like, not. It's scary in a bit, you know, a jump bang jump way. Scare, yeah. Yeah. But like, I thought the tension was. Because they were directed by James Wan, who knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He can like hold a camera angle, hold a shot. Um, I and like, especially in Conjuring 2, where it all starts to like go insane and there's a weird painted man like wandering around. I thought it like devolved into insanity or yeah. like scary imagery quite well. That sounds cool. Um, and then Conjuring 3 isn't directed by him and it's almost like a fucking, um, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Like an almost uh, slapstick thing because oh. they're like <laughs> in court and there's like papers going everywhere and the judge is like banging his gavel being like order please and you're just like order at the court this order, is just order. the dumbest thing I have ever seen in my entire life that sounds amazing yeah in that's quite, terrible ways I think that's quite high when I was watching it it was like <laughs> maybe that didn't help <laughs> it, well I mean you think it would make it scarier but it's like you're a bit more like you know halluc- like not hallucinating but yeah, you don't hallucinate don't we but you know like things are a little a bit, more, bit more like abstract thinking yeah yeah, yeah. and I was just watching it being like what? Oh, when is this over? <laughs> that is mad. Anyway, bad movie. Two out of five. <laughs> One out of five. One out of five. Yeah. Your rating system is pretty brutal as well. Yeah, yeah. It's not brutal. It's just what it should be. Anyway. <laughs> How many movies have you given five stars to? Seven. That's, that's yeah. But five stars should be life-changing. It's true. I do only rate books that are life-changing five stars. Yeah. Or like... Unless it's an Amazon review, in which case everything's five stars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then like 4.5. That's still pretty... Like most things I rate about a four. Because I'm quite good at knowing what I'll enjoy and what I won't. I say like four for me as a book is like, yeah, I really enjoyed it, but it didn't change my life. Yeah, same. It's only reserved for five stars. Oh, 4.5 for me is like... Oh, yeah, I forget you have points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, that's something I don't have. My, my brain can't do. Because then you might as well just have 10 stars, if that's the case. No, but then you'd have to have points. Oh, God, then, then you'd, you'd have 20. Yeah. <laughs> so it many. should all be on a 20-star system. <laughs> so I'm going to do all my ratings from now on. Oh, my God. Like, really get some room for, like, some that's nuance it. in there. You've got some proper granularity yeah, yeah, yeah. in there. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Right, do you want to say anything else on Possession? I feel like I've said nothing on it. Um... <laughs> say some things. I thought it was interesting how you can actually do a proper thing with the um, Catholicism and you can get the Catholic Church to come out and actually assess you if yeah. you think you're possessed. And they will bring a psychiatrist and they will do all the necessary tracks to make sure that you aren't just suffering yeah. from a mental health episode or something like epilepsy. And um, and then if you are deemed to be possessed and it's not uh, anything to do with your own mental health, then they will do a an exorcism on you. I thought that was so crazy that you could actually go and like apply to the church to yeah. get one of those done. What I find interesting, and I did want to say this, is sometimes it helps. Like, I think placebos, you know, that psychological psych- psychology test where they were like, um, but I see, like, when they like 
gave people with headaches like pills that were placebo or something. Oh yeah, and it like helped nine out of ten times. Yes. Um, and whether you think ex- like I'm, uh, I mean, I personally do believe it is nothing but a placebo, but whatever you have your own views. Mm-hmm. But like, I find it so interesting how some of the times, not all the time, sometimes it leads to death and murder, mm. but other times it actually does lead to like the symptoms vanishing, mm. and like maybe those were real symptoms and stuff. Like caused by anxiety or other things that are solvable. Yeah. Um. But the exorcisms helped in a way that, like, for those people who believe, in a way that other things didn't. Yeah. Which I think is fairly, fairly interesting. No, I like. I I think that's really interesting too. And like you said, probably is a placebo if you're someone who doesn't believe. Um. But that, yeah, again, it's interesting, isn't it? Because with that in mind, it's so yeah, it's. The mind is so powerful and you can literally make yourself sort of think things. And our nocebo, I find the idea of a nocebo very... I don't know what that is. It's basically the opposite of a placebo. So if you are given something that this is a poisonous pill, you will start having effects of poison, even though it's not even a poisonous pill, it's just a sugar pill. So I thought that was like... That is my entire life. (laughs) Of like, I'll read something on the internet and I'm like, oh my God, I have, I have that. that thing. Yeah. And then I'll start getting like, I don't know why. I've recently got like really bad anxiety that someone's trying to poison me. I, I left a bottle of water out at that place I work that I will never, ever miss like accidentally name. <laughs> but it was like on the shelves. And then I, I found it about an hour later. Um, and then like I drank it as you do. Yeah. And then I became like convinced that someone poisoned me because oh. I was like, I don't know. I have this weird ongoing thing where I'm convinced I'm going to get poisoned. Oh, um, I've never heard this. You say this before? Uh, it's been. It's kind of new. Oh, okay. Um, and then, like, I started like having really bad stomach pains. I was like, oh, it's oh, time. That sucks. And then I was like, no, you're being insane. And then I went <laughs> off. <laughs> well, at least you can convince your mind that yeah. it's not a thing, and then you're fine again afterwards. Whereas most people can't really do that. It's, it's come on after I had that really bad food poisoning from Domino's. Oh. Um, and like now, every time I eat anything, I'm like. Does that taste a little bit funny? Mm. Oh, like, oh, does, could this have been tampered with? Because that food poisoning, I don't know how much I moan to you about it, but it's, it Not has... a lot in, in the grand scheme of really things. It's really shaken me. Yeah, it um, sounded pretty horrendous. Yeah, so I had like this, um, these chicken bites from Spoons the other day. Yeah. And they tasted a bit stingy. I was like, no, not again. Oh, no. I'm going to be poisoned. <laughs> I think that's the thing with like me not eating, e- e- eating meat. Yeah. It does help with like, you know... There's only so you really got to fuck up cooking vegetables. Do you know what's insane to me? It's <laughs> like people have runny eggs like on purpose. Yes, myself included. Yeah, because I love runny eggs. Like the but soldier it, in the egg. Yeah, yeah, but like you can get salmonella from that. Like the runnier yeah. they are, and it's like I know it's so infrequent, but it's still so weird to like be doing this thing where it's like there's a small chance this will kill me. <laughs> yeah, literally. But, you know, they're nicer <laughs> than when they're hard, so it's worth it. <laughs> I do like a well. I used to like a hard-boiled egg. I do know it's annoying that you're a vegan. Why? Because like, like they're doing that cheesy fondue sharing thing at La Seguana's again, uh, and that's like, have it. oh, we're going there today. Like you I'm gonna get there on and your own. Like, Fuck's sake. <laughs> Me and Brian actually did have a vegan cheese fondue the other day. Actually, it was more like a month ago, but that was actually. 
actually not that bad. No, vegan cheese is nice. I used to eat vegan cheese for a while because I um I forget this about you. Was having a problem with milk and it settled my stomach a little bit. Mm. So I was like, oh yeah, this. Uh, I think all vegan food's disgusting, but the, <laughs> cheese, the cheese, the cheese was fairly nice. Which uh, is really weird because it's normally the opposite way around. You like people who have like oat milk and coconut milk and like. You oh, know, I do like coconut. I don't drink any actual milk because I'm lactose intolerant. Oh yeah, of as course, we've argued yes. about. Yes, we have <laughs> for years now. <laughs> but um, but yes, like a lot of people will be like, oh yeah, I like vegan alternatives and I like vegan chicken and that sort of thing. But then like be like, no vegan cheese, oh, I cannot deal. And in fairness, I. Like that start, you really gotta, you really gotta like. If you ever audience, if you're ever thinking about swapping to vegan cheese, you gotta completely cut cheese from your life for like a good three, four months, and then ha- reintroduce vegan cheese. And it's like you've forgotten what actual cheese tastes like. Or just do what I did and just buy a load of vegan cheese and be like, mm. yeah, but you like it. I Maybe do like it. Weirdo. It was really yummy. <laughs> Most people don't like it at all, especially smoked <laughs> vegan cheese. I liked that better than smoked normal cheese. Mm, Might buy nice. some smoked vegan cheese actually. Anyway. <laughs> I was possessed by the good spirit of not eating animals. Only in cheese, though. But, still cheese. Like, yeah. <laughs> but pigs fuck pigs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're as smart as dogs and I we just know. butcher them. But I'm not butchering them. No, so... you're eating them, so you're yeah. adding to the demand. Yeah, but if I... Okay, I'm not going into like... <laughs> yeah, we're not going to turn this into a like... I, I'm not, a moral podcast. <laughs> as I tried to say to one of your friends before they walked off, and I only got halfway through my point. Uh, <laughs> Wait, who? Oh, do you not? You must know the story. You know, um, I can't. I don't want to name names on the podcast, but yeah. like your friend who's with another friend who likes X Files and Doctor Who. Oh yes, I do yeah. remember this. Yes, yes. Uh, I'll tell you the story um, on the podcast for the listeners. <laughs> anyway, um, one of uh, Kaz's friends was a vegan, and I really respect vegans, and I do. I I believe it's ethically right. To be a vegan, I'm not one of those people who are like, oh, God, they're so pretentious. I'm like, no, we should all be vegans. I'm just weak-willed and... <laughs> I just can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could, but I don't want to. Yeah. Uh, like, my morals and what I want yeah. are in constant battle, but this time what I want <laughs> sort of wins over my morals. It's the same as my dad. He's like, oh, I really, really think what you're doing is right. I just couldn't do it, though. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's well, okay. Well, we could all do it. Well, I mean, but... you definitely could, but I'm not going to make that point. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm aware I could do it. I'm just not going to. That's, um, fair. That's fair. But anyway, so I, I, was, I was a bit drunk, as I am for all my stories. And <laughs> I went up to him and I was like, oh, do you know what I really... Fa-? Because, you know, whenever I see someone interacting with a vegan, it's always like drunk dickheads go up to them and be like, oh, do you know what I really hate about vegans? And then it's something like mm. how pretentious you are, how you try and force it onto other people, how right. people who are vegans never stop acting for or attention. Kind of like, oh, I couldn't, but oh, bacon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, I was yeah. going to like do a parody of that. So I went up to him and was like, oh, do you know what I hate about you vegans? And he was like, oh, what? And then I was like going to be like, how much it makes me respect you and how like I think it's a really <laughs> valid thing. But then like his girlfriend called him and was like, oh, two sex. And then walked off. I was like, no. <laughs> no. It seemed like it was now dick. I seem like a dick. <laughs> um, I never got to say it. Oh, well. One day. Maybe I'll listen to this podcast. I think they might actually. Yeah, listen, please. <laughs> I was doing a bit and it was going to be like really complimentary, but it's all too late. All too late. In fairness, they've probably forgotten. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> why would you remember that, to be fair? <laughs> I imagine you were both fairly drunk. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was very drunk at your wedding. Yes. Yes, we almost, you almost died at the end. Yep. 
That wasn't good. No. I thought that was going to really mar the day, you yeah, know? Yeah, a bit of a <laughs> Would have been like, oh, you got married and it was a beautiful day, but your friend Ralph died. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> and then every time you're sending your celebrating your wedding anniversary, you'd also have like the anniversary of my death. I know! That wouldn't make it so terrible. <laughs> but luckily you didn't die, so it's all okay. No, I think that's the most drunk I've been. It's because... I even saw the video evidence yeah. of like, you were fine. like, And then we were like, we just need to go because it's me and Brian. And it was like, there were five of us left at the end of the day. And then uh, and then we always sat down in the bar. And it was like, well, we got the bar until like 3 a.m. So we Should may as well. not have down that wine. Yes. I, I was like, we're just going to go check on the decorations to make sure that they're all packed down because the people were packing their decorations down. And then I, I yeah, I didn't realize because I came back and you were so drunk. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck happened? Like, you know, you can't have... I was I was kind of like you. Could, how did you even get this drunk? And it's like we were only away for twenty minutes. Like what's happened? And then yeah, and then like we almost had to call the ambulance. And then you were like, and then you then because you, you were like completely unresponsive. And we were like, oh my god, like we're actually gonna have to call the ambulance. And then like you got up and stumbled away. And we were like, it's fine. Just well, be well. I did have to pay a hundred pounds for that hotel because I was like, oh all over it. In fairness, it's actually. Probably yeah, not no, bad. I, yeah, because I was Googling it. I was like, <laughs> how much to pay if you vomited in a hotel? And some of it was like 20 grand and stuff. I was like, no. Yeah, apparently. Like, I, guess, I mean, I'm guessing if it's a very, very fancy yeah. hotel. Like, Jesus I, I Christ. Wasn't, I don't know. It's pretty fancy. Though. It was fancy. Yeah, it wasn't like, it wasn't a holiday inn, that's for sure. Yeah. And when they said 100, I was just like, oh, thank oh, God. Thank God. <laughs> Here, take my money. Anyway, I know that story doesn't seem that relevant, but alcohol possession. <laughs> I don't know if that works, but I'm glad you didn't die on my wedding night. (laughs) At least I didn't ruin it. It was right at the end of the night where I got too drunk. And then, like, I think it was about two years later, I saw the video of you literally getting all of the half-drunken wine cups around the venue and then just necking them. And I was like, oh, this is why this happened. I I understand now. I was like, well, wine's only 5.5%. No, it's not. It's 13%. Oh, I don't drink wine. <laughs> that might have been it. I love how yeah. you're just learning that now. 5% you thought wine was 5%. Yeah, I've never drunk wine. No, you don't drink wine, so that's that's a fair assumption to make. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was dangerous. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Look how now you're realising that. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least it only cost you 100 quid. Yeah, yeah. Almost my life, but you know. Good times. Good times. So how much do you believe in possession? Not a lot. Mm. Although, unless we're doing a chaos magic thing where you like try and like channel demon uh, or like gods and stuff and like, you know, all that stuff. Kind of believe that could happen because I kind of oh, okay. believe in chaos magic. Mm, interesting. But do I believe like a demon comes out from hell and possesses a body? Not really. Yeah. But I do believe it like psychologically you can really believe that is happening to the point where it's like ruins life. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I am very much of the same persuasion. Like I don't really believe that yeah, like a demon is waiting in hell to come yeah. up and spring and possess your body. But um but yeah, I could definitely understand how that could look like that's happening yeah. or that could feel like it's happening. So um yeah, I mean obviously if it's actually happening to you feeling is believing so like if you've seen it or feel like it's happening to you i could totally understand why that would be the case but i don't actually think that it's you know yeah the devil's ready to like you know get the weak willed and all of that yeah yeah and it's probably epilepsy not all the time no well sometimes it's epilepsy yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) at least check for it yes exactly that what are we doing next time i don't 
I think it's your turn to decide. I wanted to do my Winchester ghost story book. Yes, let's do that. Yeah. Let's do another book club, even though we've just had a book club, but I yeah. think it'll be fine. Like, but you, you know. don't have to read this one. No, it's true. I'll, I'll be a It'll just uh, be fun to tell it. you scary stories from the ghost book. And it might be shit, but then in which case I'll just make fun of it. That's but, good. But yeah. And we we I, love a shit book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it'd be interesting. I'm interested because we both went to university at It's going to be so niche just for us. It like, is. <laughs> most of our listeners are in America. They're going to be oh, like, no. where the fuck is Winchester? Do they, do they mean Winchester in America? Because I'm pretty sure there is one. There must be. Yeah. yeah but um, I think, is, is Winchester not like a famous... I know it's not, not on the like fame level of London, but it well, used to be the capital. Well, there was a fuck ton of tourists in it all the time. Yeah, and, and Winchester is the old, ye old capital of yeah. the UK. Winchester was the capital before London was the capital. So it is really like... Which is amazing because obviously you go back there and it is pretty historic when you're there. But, but it's fuck all to do that. But it's so small. I'm yeah. like, could you imagine this being a capital? Like, my God, it's like a small town <laughs> with a cathedral in it. But it is a lovely, lovely city. And, you know, I swear, like, most of our listener base is at the moment, yeah, in America, which is odd to me, but that's very yeah. cool. I'm really, like, happy that everyone is liking the show. Um, And aside from that, otherwise... UK based the listenership is very close to where we are so in a way that kind of works yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> because like winters is not too It'll be far entertaining away. to a few people exactly that's enough that's the best I've hoped for yeah exactly that's that's a, that's what we want yeah. we are Ralph you said you wanted to uh, say thanks to the person who wrote our music yeah thanks to Josie Dog for the opening music um, I'm going to do that every episode because we should probably credit someone who does a thing for our podcast this has been journey into the strange you can find us on at journey into the strange on instagram and tiktok and you can email us on journey into the strange at gmail.com send us voice notes and things uh yeah always remember don't stop stranging don't stop stop stranging. stranging anyway bye